Thank you for joining in these, our wild endeavors. This is a prelude to the story of the Wayward Sons. It's been almost four years since the blind god was killed in the shadows of Karsaro Vale. Halfway across Aria, a human makes their way through a secret passage onto a catwalk overlooking the interior of the aqueduct of Arthamor. Walking to the edge of the platform that runs along the interior wall of the aqueduct, the man looks down the thirty or so feet to the rushing water below. The gray wool poncho he is wearing flutters in the drafts from the canals, revealing his dark green leather armor and the gladius strapped to the small of his back. Faint torchlight from below dances weakly in his gray eyes. The light barely illuminates his close-cropped, curly black hair. Here, just inside the city walls, four canals bring water from four sources together to mix into Arthamore's cistern. The water then flows into and feeds the city. The city's engineers can shut off each canal individually, in case one of the sources becomes compromised. While the mechanism is an excellent safeguard in the event of corrupted water, smugglers were particularly keen on the system as well. As it turned out, when one of the canals is shut down, it becomes a perfect hidden road into and out of the city. In fact, a small knoll a couple miles outside the city even rises up to meet the canals. This spot gives wagons and other travelers an easy way to exit the aqueduct, far beyond the eyes of the city watch. The man's eyes are still looking down at the wagon train, slowly making its way into the city, when he says, Hello, my friend. From the shadows to the left of the man steps Calico Bane. In the dim torchlight that manages to make its way up this far, the tiefling's lavender skin looks dark purple. Her violet hair looks almost black in the dim light. It seems to flow into the black, double-breasted, leather-reinforced jacket she's wearing. The jacket seems to flow into her black trousers, which in turn disappears into the shadows around the pair. Aurelius, I want to... I'm sorry. You go by Raphael now, right? I do, but it is no problem. There is, after all, another Aurelius, and no one can hear us. Raphael taps a small metal rose on his lapel. Caligo understands the gesture to mean the rose is projecting some magic to keep sound from traveling out of the immediate vicinity. She keeps her eyes from darting frantically, but she checks her surroundings again to make sure the two are alone up here. Besides, you know a little about changing names yourself. The clasp? Yeah. There were so few of us left after fighting the silence. Plus, it just wasn't really the clasp anymore without... The shark and Silvermane. He was your mentor, was he not? Calico nods, her face blank, and her eyes turning away. He was more like family. And your family name is Bane. Another nod. Ah, and so there we have your guild's new name, Silver's Bane. But names aside, I was pleased that you answered and that you kept your word. Did you have any reason to doubt me? Raphael gives her a look that seems to imply that they both know he has several reasons not to trust her. Then his lip twitches slightly toward the hint of a smile that implies he still holds no ill will. Raphael looks back down toward the wagons, and a silence falls between the two. I guess it's poetic or something that you should ask me to meet you here. 
This is where you introduced me to Thin. So many terrible things happened because of one selfish elf. This is where it all started. And this is where we end our arrangement. Raphael considers this and then nods quietly. The pair watch as wagon after wagon slowly rolls through the empty canal. The lines move slowly as each wagon has to be lowered down a special elevator inside one of the pipes leading out of the cistern. The elevator deposits its cargo in a pump house on the street, five stories below. Usually the wagons are unloaded and their goods moved to the elevator independently, meaning carts can leave much faster. But Raphael had been adamant. None of the carts were to be unloaded, and only his former followers would be allowed to handle or drive them. And so at least 20 wagons, half of the caravan, wait their turn at the elevator. Bits of cloth poke out from the occasional hole and crack in the boards that cover the wagons. From the odd angles they stick out, the cloth is clearly not cargo. If anything, it seems more likely it's protecting the cargo. Whatever is in there must be very fragile. In a passing torch, Calico thinks she catches a glint of glass amid the packing cloth of one wagon, but at this distance she can't be sure. A few more moments of silence pass, then... I gotta know. Did you know? When I was working with you and the gardeners, did you know it was just a ruse that I was really working with the clasp? Raphael considers this for a moment. Some mysteries are better unsolved. I will tell you this. It did not matter. You did what I needed you to do. You served your purpose, more or less. And in the end, you served the purpose far larger than you can imagine. The larger purpose. It wouldn't have anything to do with your mysterious wagons, would it? Calico, we agreed that your people would help me get into the city. Then you would forget about me, the wagons, and this whole night. And I, in exchange, would forget about you. Well, some of my people are very curious. Usually, I encourage their curiosity and personal initiative. So how can I say for sure none of them will act those qualities? I could quell their curiosity if you told me something about what's in them or what it's all for. It is for safety. Safety? For who? For what? Safety for Arya. Raphael raises a finger to forestall Calico's reply. You mentioned Then. He went looking for answers. You know better than anyone what he found, and what those around him found. Sometimes the answers you think you want. Raphael trails off, leaving the threat clear to Calico. I would like to have all the answers, so that I can make a better decision for me and my guild. Raphael offers no answer. Fine. Keep your secrets. But if this starts to affect me, or my people in any way... I don't want you to become an enemy. Very well. I would not want to have you as an enemy either. Calico walks away, slowly down the catwalk toward the cistern, toward where her people help move Raphael's wagons into the city. When he is sure that she has left the dome of silence projected by his rose, Raphael puts a small silver marble into his ear and holds it there with one finger. Felix, how stand the witnesses? A small voice replies in Raphael's ears. Our watch is eternal. Good, my friend. Send out the call. I need all the witnesses. I will not be here long, and there is much to do.
This is just the beginning of the beginning of the story of the Wayward Sons. Join us every Wednesday as we relate more of their tale. In the meantime, take care of yourself. We want you at your best for all the adventures in your life, and so that you can join us for future wild endeavors.